Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, on to the Broncos versus Cowboys. We've got Paddy Carrigan extensive 2028 here. I don't think there's much to talk about here, like, of course. Like, there's, <laughs> there's like, the thing with players like Paddy Carrigan is that most good clubs don't lose players like them because he's the player that you get rid of other players to keep. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, Marky Clubman don't go anywhere because clubs really move things around to keep him. It's the guys just a step under that you, you kind of lose. So, great signing, Paddy Carrigan. Uh, Broncos versus Cowboys, what an incredible game. To see Suncorp packed out like that, to see young hot boy Reese Walsh step up to the plate in club debut, the Broncos looked absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. We, uh, we did the live show last week on the Friday night when Brisbane played Penrith. And then on the Saturday, I was driving back home and I, I pulled up at a service station. And I just went, I thought I'd just take half an hour to chill out. And I went through a heap of messages and I couldn't believe the amount of people messaged me saying like, it's going to fall apart when Reese Walsh comes back. They would have lost what? that with Reese Walsh. And I was just sitting there, I swear, I had about six or seven <coughs> messages you know, out of a lot that were saying that. And I just thought, have I been watching a different bloke? I mean, how <laughs> could, if, and if you still can't see his talent, I can't help you. That is insanity. If you can't see how talented this kid is, you... No offence, but you don't know rugby league. Now, if you want to say his defence needs sorting, which he was much better on the weekend, fair enough. But if you can't see he's a talent in attack, what is doing? That's wild. And like, I, like, I know that when he was at the Warriors, like his, his error rate was high, but it's because whenever you were in games, it was because of him. Because he had to do everything, everything to try and get some points. Yeah, I, I can't make any. And I, I don't know if maybe, you know, he, he's obviously had a few uh, uh, mishaps off field and, and whatnot, which, you know, young oh, guys do it is what it is. But Jesus. if you're bundling that into him not being a good player, like, I, I was going to be respectful, but I agree with you. you. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know footy. If you don't think he's a good footy player, you don't. in my opinion, you don't know footy. Timmy, do you know footy? Oh, I've watched a bit from time to time, <laughs> mate, so I like to think so, although Dolphins fans would probably disagree with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we spoke so highly of, of Reese Walsh in the last, I mean, 12 months or back into last year in particular. I think, I think I threw him up as a real smoky 
Dalian late last year or early this year, just mm. off the back of how much of a talent he is. But being able to see, seeing what he did at the Warriors, who, with all respect, were pretty ordinary last year, and he was still unbelievable at times. Moving to a potentially top four team in the Broncos, capable of on their day, I should say. <laughs> one game in, and he's absolutely a smoky for it because he was unbelievable. He was like, one on one, he just reminded you of the early days of Kalen Ponga, and still now, to be fair, with KP. But when he gets his one on one, people could not get near him. Mm. Inside, outside, like not even lay a hand on him. He was toying with them. It's funny, actually, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago or whatever, first of all, I remember seeing a comment and it had a few likes as well, like basically saying, or oh, big talks, Reese Walsh up way too much, like basically saying that I don't know shit. Um, and also, I think it was about a year or so ago, I think I asked you, Guru, and it was just me and you, maybe two years ago, mm. year and a half, and I said, who would you re-sign? Who would you rather re-sign? Ponga, Walsh or Campbell? And we were umming and ahhing, and a lot of people were like, are you crazy? Like, we're talking about Caelan Ponga here. Now, Reese Walsh still has a long way to go, but I think, like, there's a world where Reese goes on to have the best career out of all three players. Now, he's so far away from that. He hasn't dominated in an origin like Caelan has, but if he keeps on this trajectory and the Broncos continue to be a top-tier side, imagine the superstar he'll be. For sure. You know what yeah. I mean? A Brizzy Broncos side, top-tier, <laughs> You're hot as anything, you're cute as fuck, and you're horny bloke in Brisbane. <laughs> I don't know about the last one. I just made that one up. Um, but like the way he Can plays, stats to back that up. Uh, I know some people. Leave in Brisbane. it with you. I know some people in Brisbane. I'll, 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 I'll reach out. I'll reach out. For me, the other night, mate, was that if Reese Walsh was connecting with Ezra and Adam Reynolds like that in round twenty-two, it would make sense. Mm. That's game number one. I know. They look like they've been playing together forever. And they look like they actually, I know this sounds stupid because it's a footy team, but they like actually really like each other. It looks that way. You know what I mean? Like they're actually genuinely mates, mates off the field, Um, which most players are mates, but there's, there's mates, like there's footy mates. And then there's guys that you genuinely would hang out with outside of rugby league, even if you weren't playing footy together. Yeah. he was absolutely incredible. His speed, that first few metres where a defence... We're talking about good defenders too, not just like mm. that first few metres where defences go. It's, I had uh, AJ Brimson on the podcast a few uh, weeks ago now, and he said when he got into first grade, I think whether his debut was against the Storm maybe or he played Storm in his first few games. So Brimo had grown up being the fast guy. like So he'd always known, I give guys the outside, they never beat me. He said he played the Storm. He said it was the first time in his life where... They'd run a play that they'd watched on video all week long, the Melbourne Storm did. Billy Slater, they out the back or on the inside. And he said, he th- he, in his mind, he remembers thinking, oh, yeah, I've got Billy here. And before he knew it, Billy was like on the other side of him and he only just legs tackled him. And now that's the kind of speed Reese Walsh works with where most of def- like he's fast among fast people over that first 10 metres. So most defenders, you could watch on the weekend, like Peter Hickey, he would sit there and go, oh yeah, I've got this kid. Yeah. And then he would just hit the afterburners and force Cole Felter's jam in. Just amazing. And it's a credit to the Broncos for putting him in those positions, as you said. Mm. It's his first game at, back at the club. Like, unfortunately, we'll get to him later. We're not going to see probably Caelan Pond for a few weeks, but... The Knights, I know he's moved to 5'8 for the time being, but the Knights should be looking at that blueprint. And I know it's only one game sample size, but of how they got Reese Walsh into the game and put him in these positions to get one-on-ones with people and he'd school them every time. Because they need to be doing the same with Caelan Ponga. Uh, and the, the other thing about Reese Walsh is he's got all these, all the attributes 
to be a superstar. Mm. Like, there are a lot of fullbacks who are super quick, but their ball playing's okay, or they're super reliable. Maybe they don't have that much speed or strength. He's lightning quick. His mm. ball playing is outstanding. You know, maybe not necessarily the strongest fullback in the game, but the ceiling on him is ridiculous. But like, uh, you're right. He's not the strongest fullback in the game, but he makes up for that with how good his footwork is. I remember there was one time where he was like jogging back, and he going, "Fuck me, Reese! Like, run fast." And then on a dime, he just went, boom, straight off his footwork. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Campbell, Jaden Campbell, to a degree. Boom, straight off his right foot, poked his nose through uh, the line and got a quick play of the ball. Yeah. And that's how he gets away with his size. He's actually taller than I thought he would be as well when I met him in real life. He's on, I think he's about my height. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not, obviously not a big outside back, but I'm also not considered a short one either. Um, you know, I'd be... I would still be, still be considered a small one, but I'm not like Preston Campbell small or, or whatever. But so it, he's around, I'd say five foot 10, 11, probably 11. Where, whereas when you watch him on the field, you probably think five, what, eight, nine? Because mm, yeah, he looks, looks quite small. small. Yeah. He's actually not as short as that. I would actually, could you get his height up on the thingo? I reckon he'd be around 179, 179, 180, about five, 11, 10. Um, but he was, he was electric. He was so good. Uh, Adam Reynolds, incredible. Just what a match by Brizzy. Like, what a game. I was um, I was sitting at the pub the other day with mates. Have you got it, Matty? 177. Okay. He still seemed a little bit taller. Maybe he had fucking big shoes on. Because <laughs> he seemed about nearly my height. I'm 180. <laughs> Were you wearing high heels, Reese, when I met you? Jesus. Um, I was sitting at the pub on Saturday night with mates talking about this game and... Um, we had an argument. Is Adam Reynolds like I personally think he should be included in the conversation as just the best kickers of a football ever? He's he's fucking right up there, he's mate. So like we, we were saying, who would you? And you know, it'd be your, your Joey's, your Ricky Stewart's, your Cronks, your Thurston's. I think for kicking game alone, Adam Reynolds has to be up there. Long, short, whatever the hell it is. Mm. Pretty much all he doesn't have is a crazy bomb like a Burton yeah. or a Cooper Cronk. Outside of that. He hits 40-20s for fun. I genuinely think there's an argument he's got the best short-kicking game we've ever seen. Oh, his kicking, short-kicking game is probably, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure about ever, but I'm trying to think of one that I've seen that has – I can't think of anyone that's had the short-kicking game that he has. I, I, I think his short-kicking game is better than Cronk and Thurston, personally. Mm. Like, obviously, there's a elite, mm. but I reckon his is right up there with your Joeys, your Brent Sherwins, these sort of guys. He just, he just never gets it wrong. There was, so there was a kick that he put in on the weekend that he missed. He missed Selwyn Cobbo by half a yard, mm. and I remember when he did that thing. And that was Selwyn's fault. That was Selwyn's fault. Yeah, he, he was. If too Selwyn far in, was yes. where he was holding, his he was supposed line. to be. It would have landed right. Near, it would have been a pinpoint. So it actually wasn't even a wrong kick. But I remember watching that and going, "Oh, jeez, that's that's poor by Reynolds." But then thinking, "That's the first poor kick. He's, that's the first kick he hasn't got exactly right, and it wasn't his fault." In like a decade, he's a freak. Yeah, he is a freak. <laughs> and it's uh, like. If someone had held the paint, and Matt, look, if someone didn't know, then fair enough. But if someone holds the paint there, it is pinpoint perfect yep. kick. Pinpoint perfect kick. Uh, yeah, so Adam Reynolds outstanding. Um, Payne Haas, another massive effort. Uh, Billy Walters came on and he did some good things. He, I think he had one situation where I was like, what are you doing there? I think it was like an early kick. But outside of that, um, Corey Pakes, I mean, the thing is, it seems like their nines are playing good enough to get by. Yep. Like, Reynolds is so dominant and so good that it's enough and they can just get out and kind of almost be like a running nine, a service nine and a running nine. Um, Flegler came on, was outstanding. Uh, who else? Like, I mean, what a game. Oh, Herbie Farnworth. Seriously. 
for a guy that we said is almost just a Mr. Consistent, he's Mr. Fucking Superstar now. Remember sitting here last year and we sort of said he might be the best centre at the club? In my opinion, he is the best centre at the club. Right now, he's the best centre at the club. And I I don't think many people would push back on you, despite the huge potential Katoni has. This guy does it week in, week out. It's incredible. And, like, look what he's managing to do now that he has a a side that's playing good footy. Because, like, he was injured for how long last year? So he missed a lot of... Yeah. I think he missed a lot of the good run. Yeah. And so maybe he was just a victim of a team that's winning the fucking spoon. And, you know, could he improve his game with a pass? 100% he could. Mm. Does but he's he getting need better. it, though? I don't know. He's getting better, he's yeah. Getting but better. he's also, like, like fair. Like, I, I always sit there and go, oh, he doesn't pass. I know what he's going to do. Doesn't mean you can stop him. Yeah, he is so good. Like, he set up the match winner from nothing. From nothing, nothing was happening. Yeah. And, and basically, I mean, they were already ahead, but it was it closed the game out. It was over. And that was an exact moment. When you said the other day he's got a bit of Joey Manu, I, I, in my head I sort of went, oh, jeez, I don't know about that. That was Joey Manu down to a mm. T. Yeah. Just getting a dummy half, create something out of nothing, win the game of football. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I still don't think he moves as well as Joey Manu does, but he's not like – that statement is becoming l- – more and more shaky ground with every game I see Herbie. He's Herbie got the ability that. like Manu to just pick the ball up like it's under eights and just do something. Do something. I, I think ability-wise, they're, you know, they're getting that they said that bridge is narrowing. Joey is just so incredibly strong. Mm. Like, mm. And that's where I don't think anyone will ever match Joey. Yeah, yeah. So strong. Um, yeah, so Herbie, oh, fuck. What a loss he's going to be. Again, a couple of weeks ago, I'm happy for the guy going, you've earned it, bro. Take that big contract. Now I'm going, shit. The two can be, <laughs> and the other one, obviously, the two we sing praises of just about every week, and they just back it up and back it up. Him and Tommy Flegler. Yeah. So Tommy Flegler, 36 minutes, 153 metres in that time, six tackle breaks, two offloads, 19 tackles, no misses. I know, oh, mate. Like, he was they ass- are elite stats off the bench. Elite, like Tommy Flegler, I just, I don't, fuck. I would love to know what happened in that contract negotiations. Like, do we just have no money? Was he offered? Like, and that's that's why I think he's worth seven hundred grand. Like at at a Redcliffe, I really do. Like, when you're coming off the bench doing that, and what is he, twenty three years old? Um, and what I love about the Broncos games is like they're doing it off the back of their defence. You know, their attack is good for sure, but their their defence is just. It's just rock solid. Like, we're talking about a Cowboys side that's attack is humming with a drink water at the back there, and, and they held them out consistently. Well, Kempi, we, we knew the Broncos squad was good enough to be, you know, top four worthy. It was the off-field. So now the challenge, I mean, the challenge now is we know we can do it. We've mm. got the team. Let's, uh, let's stay stable off the field. Isn't yeah, for it? sure. Don't let anything come in and break, the, break this team apart. Well, what's interesting... Is like they just had a, an incredible win against the Cowboys. You'd say Stags and Cobo had a quiet game. Mm. A Broncos team, incredible win. Stags and Cobo, the two players with the most potential in the squad, and arguably some of the most potential across the board in the NRL, were quiet. Like yeah. they did their job. They didn't play poorly, but they just did their job. But at the same time with Selwyn, I was just looking at his stats. Ran for 100 metres, fine. Zero errors. That's what I want to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just, sure. I'm just stoked that, you know, he, d- he doesn't have to be the superstar every single week, but if he consistently be, the cons- like, just stay the same every single week, that'll be unreal. Yep. Um, when you look at their stats as well, they only missed 25 tackles compared to the Cowboys' 42. Like, the Cowboys were built on their defence as well last year. So, yeah, what an incredible performance. Ezra Mann. Ezra Mann snapped a front rower. <laughs> That's amazing. 
193 run metres for Ezra. 183 run metres. He is. See who else is the real unsung little hero in this team, and he never gets spoken about. But I, I just think he, you need these guys in your team. Corey Jensen. Oh, yeah. Just sure. does a job every, every single week. week. You know exactly what, he, what you're going to get. It's going to be a 7.5 out of 10 every yep. week, but you know it, and you can bank on it and build around it. I also want to give you know, statistically, you're not going to see it. I thought Jordan Ricky had one of his best games in a long time. He was super aggressive, super mature. He had. You know, had one error, but I don't recall him actually dropping a ball in contact or whatever. So it might have been one of those weird errors that you get attributed to your name. You know, he had four one-on-one tackles. Um, I, I really like this performance from Ricky. Like, if he keeps playing with that attitude, the stats will come. The big stats will come. He's too good of a player not to. I really like what I saw from him. He did some really good work on the edge there. Um, but yeah, outside of that, what a great win. Now it's about consistency. I mean. Jesse Arthurs, for example, like Corey Oates was playing outstanding and hopefully swift recovery for Corey Oates. But Jesse Arthurs, I think he's going to be great too. What a replacement. Oh, mate. And so maybe they're, they're, they're building him to be Herbie's replacement next year because he has a quite similar body shape. They're, quite, they're pretty much the same size. They run similar-ish. Um, so maybe they're uh, making him the, the replacement. But yeah, what a win. What a win by the Broncos. Um, it's all just about consistency now. Now it's almost like... All right, guys, we know you're a quality side. So there's that question. The, the question of confidence should not be there for the Broncos now. The only question now is how professional are you? Can you do it the whole season? That's the question the Broncos have. Uh, now on to the Cowboys. Oh, they hung in there. They really did hung in there. This, this is an interesting one. I do think Broncos were like clearly the better side, even though they went in halftime at 10 all. And once again, the Cowboys faded quite hard in the second half, but it wasn't alarming. Like they lost, uh, Scotty Drinkwater went off for 10. Um, and then someone else got sent for 10, didn't they as well? Um, yeah, no, no, just Drinky. Just Drinky? Yep. So they lost their main guy that gives them points for 10. So yes, it's a concern. They got 28 put on them, but we're, we're talking about a team that just beat the Penrith Panthers to, the, the week before. So it's not like they're playing a bottom tier mm. team. Right now, clearly the Broncos are playing like a top four side. Now, it's not an ideal situation, but I also don't think it's warning signs or anything for the Cowboys. Yeah, nor do I. And I, I think you just, unfortunately, hate to say it, but I think we just need to give a lot of credit to Brisbane. Mm. I mean, I think the Cowboys, when you go back and watch that game, and I, I, I had to rewatch it because we were at the pub, the Cowboys had all the ball for the first eight to 10 minutes. Yep. It was, and I, I think that. You know, and they still scored in that period, obviously, but I'm not sure how many teams would have come back from that first 10-minute onslaught with the Cowboys. Mm. Like, Tam Lolo was bowling through years. Yeah. He was cruising. And then the Broncos clicked into gear, you know. And I, I think credit to the Brisbane Broncos for getting up there, but I'm not I'm not panic stations for the Cowboys. The the faders thing is interesting. I did it last week as well. Yeah, it's did two it weeks in week. a row. Uh, and we understand it's only two weeks, but if it, if it does become something over the next few weeks, something to keep an eye on there. <clears throat> For sure. What do you reckon about the Cowboys, Timmy? Yeah, not alarm bells at all, mate. They, I'm not saying the Broncos are a better team, but the Cowboys were beaten by a better team on the night. And, you know, full credit to the Broncos for, for the way they turned up. I thought Jason Tamalolo was big, 52 minutes, had over 200 metres, six or seven tackle bars. J- Jeremiah Nanai is the one that it's interesting, is eh? frustrating oh. me because... The highs are so high, like scored another double, scored a, and like not just off a kick, ran a beautiful line for a try. You go, how good is this kid? 
Mate, he's had seven runs in two weeks. He yep. had four runs on the weekend for 31 metres. I'm like... Eight missed tackles. Eight missed tackles. The, the highs and lows are there for... And what probably annoys me, in terms of missed tackles and all that, he was terrific in origin last year and he got around his defensive issues. He's very young. He'll get on top of it. It's just the effort of like seven runs in two weeks. Mm. Why are you only having seven runs? Yeah. Um, Nanai is an interesting one because... He does, he tends to have this, doesn't he? You know, yep. like he'll have a couple of games where you go, "Where the what the hell was that?" And then he'll he'll string five games together where you go, "Oh my god!" So, I think this is the uh, this is the downside of being young. It it takes some some players. It takes a few years to get that week in week out seven out of ten no lower. Like it was something that a lot of the senior players used to drill into us when we were coming through. Is like uh, we'd have a really good game. And they would be. They would say to us after that good game, "Look, great, you had a good game, but you need to close the distance between your worst game and your yeah. best game. That's what makes a first grader. The good games don't make a first grader. The bad games don't. It's the distance between your best and your worst. And that's where I think a James Tama or a Jordan McLean, you know, known rep players, in particular James Tama, I imagine he would be saying to him, "Mate, just come back from a World Cup. You've had seven hit ups in two weeks." Mm. You're an extremely talented yeah. player, but you need more than that consistently. It's why, like, I had him in my team of the week because of the flashy moments, the good tries and that, but I'm supposed to sit there now and I look at the stats and go, you know what, like, I want the 15 to 20 run back rower who works their ass off all day. Like, the value of that to a team is so much more. So it's probably one that I regret in my team of the week, but there needs to be bigger output than that. Well, you know what, he's not as bad, um, but he's a bit similar to Selwyn Cobbo where you, you see him score three tries and mm. you go, oh, but also when you look at some of the... He's not as... Like, Selwyn Cobble is truly, like, fucking night and day. He can literally win you the match and have six errors. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, what a, what an incredible player. Nanai is not, not that bad at all, but um, he definitely... He's definitely got to fix that little... You can't, you can't have... Ga- Basically, his goal this year should be like, I don't have a game where I have more than five missed tackles. And I should try to get through games with like one or two missed tackles. For sure. And there were games last year where he got into double digits for missed tackles. Mm. And we said then, this is really alarming. It shouldn't mm. be the case. Plays Origin, plays Kangaroos. Was he Dalian back row last year? He yeah. must have gone yeah. damn close. So like, you're, you're a Dalian yeah. back rower now. Like, you're a Kangaroos back rower. You, you can't be missing eight tackles. Yeah, you really cannot. And it's not like, and this is no disrespect to <coughs> Katewell or, or Ricky, yeah. but it's, they're not kick out. Yeah, 100%. You know, yep. they're, not, yeah. they're not kick out or Olakawatu or whatever. Um, so I, I think we'll see a big game from Nanai, Nanai back, um, next week. I really do. Taumalolo. I, I mean, look, Nanai, just look to Taumalolo. Yeah. You want to talk about a game breaker. He's a guy that for 10 years now has produced week in, week out consistency. And it's gone a bit quiet the last year or two because, you know, the media plays such a big part in players' profile and like who they hype up and who they don't. But if you ever wanted an example of a player that has it in him to break any game open at any point, but still does all the hard yards, it's Jason Tamalolo. I honestly think Jason Tamalolo, on his best day, is the greatest forward of all time. Because not only do you get consistency, he can do things no other forward's ever done before. On and his best day, yeah. On his best day, like yeah. I'm not... I mean, I, on, even career-wise, I would consider him as a, a one of the greatest forwards of all time. Yeah, I, I think in probably the hardest era to be a forward as well, mm. realistically. And so, you know, Nanai may not be able to relate as well to, say, a Kurt Catewell because Kurt Catewell's a battler that gets through all his work. He's not going to have the highs that Nanai has, but he's not going to have the lows either. <clears throat> but he probably could relate to Tamalolo 
because Tamalolo is really the only other player in the NRL that could break a game the way Nanai can. Yeah. So hopefully Tamalolo can take him under his ring and go, look, I get it, bro. Sometimes in games, you know, you're focused on the big moments. I used to be like that when I was younger, but this is the way that you get an 8 out of 10 every week. Steve Menzies would be a great guy for him to sit down and have a chat with, I reckon. Mm. Very similar players. Obviously had all the upside in the world, Menzies, but was also you knew that he'd... <coughs> Put his head where most wouldn't put their foot every single week. <laughs> and he doesn't have to be that maniac sort of guy, but you just need a little bit more output. You're a kangaroo. You're one of the higher-paid forwards. The young guys are looking to you in those moments. <clears throat> and yep. you've you got to do both sides of it. Um, outside of that, Jordan McLean got through a bunch of work. 32 tackles, zero misses, uh, 142 metres run, 70 post-contact. I mean, hasn't his career just completely turned around? What what an incredible... Uh, Example of Todd Payton's system. Um, you know, the, an interesting call by Payton, moving Hiku to fullback and not Holmes. What was up with that? I wonder if it was just defensively. Hiku wasn't having a great game in defence. Mm. Uh, I wonder if that's why he made the move, if it was more of a defensive thing than an attacking thing. Because if you're... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think if you asked 100 people who's the better fullback out of Val Holmes, Peter Hicker, I don't know if Peter Hicker would get a vote just quietly. And that's nothing against him. It's just Val Holmes is a genuine superstar. Interesting interesting to see which way they go this week. Because Hicker will probably be out, I think. That's it. So Hicker's going, I think he's facing two weeks. Drinky is about four weeks. So, you know, immediately you think about Val the fullback because they're going to be missing two centres. Uh, just to give your boy Guru Tommy Chester a run Well saying that before I reckon it does Yeah, yeah Potentially Because they're two centres <clears throat> down If it was yeah. one down you probably just move Val back But you don't want to mess with it too much do you I think also Chester's a more of a ball player too Yeah So he probably suits <clears throat> their system With like he's more like for like to drink here And maybe Holmes Yeah Now whether he plays like him we don't know But yeah maybe they do keep it But there is something to be said about knowing your fullback is a good, high-quality NRL one that isn't going to make many errors. There is something to be said for that. Um, I mean, yeah, so going to be interesting to see what they yeah. do. But, look, not panic stations at all for the Cowboys. I personally think they just run up against a red-hot Broncos side um, that right now, right now, first two games, Broncos are probably the best in the comp. Yeah, overall, I think so. Yep. Just, again, mm. it's only two games, yep. we understand that. But... So I just think they ran into a red-hot Broncos side that had Ezra Mahim, Reynolds, uh, Walsh, all firing, Haas, Carrigan, uh, and I think they'll bounce back next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.